0: Oh, it's 8 p.m. We good? Yeah, good. Well, let's go live. Tell me when we're on live. The YouTube channel on YouTube. Just Google Just to Know or a couple cents. We're live. we're live? Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of reverb on TikTok because we are in a big loft area. I can show you. Um, I have a better mic for the YouTube page, so we'll see here. Welcome, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. Happy Monday. Um, you know, it's Monday, June 8th. Say hi to my good friend Uh, Nian over here. She has very graciously come on to help me with video production and uh, just helping me focus on getting more finance content to all of you, uh, while she handles some of the um, some of the video and streaming and editing and publishing and creativity types of stuff that I'm just not great at. So uh, this is the first episode we're doing, um, in, in one of her extra rooms, and it's just kind of, uh, pretty casual now, but she'll be handling a lot of it, so please forgive any, um, any technical difficulties on our transition, if there is any. Um, yeah, say hi to um, Hey,
1: everybody. Sorry for anything in advance.
0: Um, I know you can only see, like, half her body, so she, will pop in at some point. Um, fix the mic. Uh, is someone saying fix the Audio feedback is that okay? Is it better? I know this is a very echoey room, so we're not going to be here forever. Um, y'all, tell me if if the if the mic and the audio isn't good. Please tell me that. Um, okay, it's okay. Um, yeah, well, we need to add carpets or some something like that. Um, okay, cool. So let's let's head into it. Um, again, another rip up in the stock market today. Hey, everyone on TikTok. Hey, everyone on YouTube. Um, the S&P is at 3,232. Uh, that's what it closed at. We are within a stone's throw to all-time highs on the S&P 500. And as you all know, we, uh, we have already hit all-time highs on the NASDAQ, which is a very tech-heavy, um, tech-heavy kind of uh, composite. So, again, like maybe that makes sense, but none of this makes sense to me as a value investor at heart. Um, someone who looks at fundamentals and realizes we're buying company earnings and if you're telling me that the market has priced in a check mark recovery and we are well within a u-shaped recovery or um it definitely not v-shaped like the stock market rebound right um i think my opinion now is again like some of it's kind of throw your hands in the air, don't fight the Fed. Yeah, I, I completely agree and I've been agreeing with that for a while. And things can the market can stay irrational longer than, you know, you can stay solvent. I mean, that's like kind of the classic thing that we've said. Um, and you know, the classic saying. But again, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be buying in. In heavy amounts when things don't make sense to me, right? And for those of you that are new, right? I've been saying for the past past few weeks, I would rather miss um, the journey from three thousand or twenty eight hundred when I started selling um, to all time highs at thirty four hundred on the S and P than uh, and have more uh, visibility into what COVID is going to do and what uh, like what corporate defaults are going to do. Uh, Then buy in at 2,800, 3,000, 3,200, and still have uncertainty, right? So, you know, I watched a bunch of Bloomberg this morning, some CNBC. You know, it seems like all the real money and the people who do like fundamental analysis, like, I mean, they've been saying some of these these same things for a long, long time. And again, like, um, I don't know. The market is undeniably irrational right now, and if you are feel okay playing this game of hot potato, funded by the Fed. Again, it's election year. There's some conspiracy theories out there. Um, then go ahead and buy some. Uh, I've been very much hoarding cash for a long, long time, um, or it just feels like a long, long time. It's really been only like a month or two, right? Um, and again, like Buffett came out and said he's hoarding cash after I started hoarding cash, like you know, like around that same time. Um, Druckenmiller came out today. said he had, he missed this rally. I don't know how you would have predicted the rally, right? So, I'm not someone who claims to predict the future. Uh, I'm someone who can tell you, you know, within a high highly developed skill set, and I would compete against some of the best people, best security analysts on the street, um, is something expensive or something cheap, right? And What's the business like? How strong is the business? How strong is the management team? Um, for those of you that want to play the stock market like it's a DraftKings app, if you treat your Robinhood account like your DraftKings app, then go ahead and do that. Just realize um, you're not being an investor at that point. You're, being, you're, you're kind of having fun and betting, right? Which is great. Like sometimes I throw in bets out there too. Like I bought DBO. I, I don't know where the price of oil is going in a year. But it's kind of fun to have a little skin in the game and whatever. But if you're talking about, like, hey, like, I have my family to take care of and my my kids' um, college accounts that I'm investing or my retirement account, like, just, just make sure you don't touch that stuff with the betting. Um, and so the big thing of the day is Nicola ripping. Nicola, so it used to be VTIQ, right? Nicola has ripped um, – over 200%, right? And after hours, I think we are at like 80, 80 to 85 bucks. And I just posted a TikTok about it. And look, I said it was expensive back then. How do you, thank you so much, Tom. How do you value a company that hasn't sold a product yet? Right. And people are like, oh, they have all these, uh, CNH, you know, is it part investor or whatever? I forget the exact company. Um, and all these investors. Well, guess what? Nicola, which is a pre-revenue company, is now trading at three times higher than, I think, CNHI. So, or, or any of these, like, in big industrial companies. And you're saying to me that you want to buy in, or for a hypothetical person. So, if you another great saying that, I think it was Buffett, I have to go back and, and check, um, that I think he said was, every day that you don't sell is a day that you're buying in. Every day that you choose not to sell is another day that you're buying that stock. Okay. So if you're gonna hold this 80-some dollar stock tomorrow morning and you're implicitly buying in, thank you, top social media. Um then that means you're implicitly buying that stock for another day, like you're holding it. And if you're gonna hold it at a 30 over a $30 billion valuation. You're just, like, you're playing a game of hot potato or musical chairs. Pick your game, right? I mean, I know a lot of you aren't even in the U.S. Um, $30 billion valuation. So you're telling me that Nicola should be worth the same as Chipotle? That makes loads of cash, strong brand, huge company, huge international company, right? Um, What else did I say? Bigger than Hershey, right? Chocolate and candy company. Uh, bigger than Twitter? Are you saying to me that Nikola Motors, which hasn't sold a single freaking thing, should be worth more than Twitter or more than Snapchat? I'll, I'm not the biggest fan of Twitter and Snapchat. You guys know that. But um, and just look at my Twitter account. It's like kind of a wasteland. But come on, like come on. So again, I'm again the, the market can stay irrational longer than I can say solvent. But again, like. I'm not losing any money. I'm not losing sleep because I missed out on some artificial rally because, honestly, how reproducible it is, is it, right? How predictive can one person be to follow these hype trains and know exactly when to sell? You know, if if some of you sold out at 50 and it ripped up to 80 today and you're like, crying about it, why don't you revisit it in six months? If you're crying about it, then, you know, um, then then maybe you should cry about it. But, like, if you made money, no one should ever really cry about making money. I, I sold a lot of Apple stock early, crying about it. I guess sold a lot of Google stock early, like decades ago. Right? I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I I think um, another couple things that I did see and I did read is uh, you're seeing a lot of weird action in the stock market now. Um, a lot of gap ups in the mornings uh, on both across all these like really hyped up names. Across the market and like, like you'll see gap ups and on like cruise stocks and cyclical stocks and all that stuff, right? And then you're not gonna, you're not seeing the sellers come out during the day during the market action. Uh, it's, it's very fishy. I mean, I'm not like a market trader, and I, I, hopefully one of these days we can get someone right here that can talk to me. And I have some friends that are traders. They just need to get, you know, there's a lot of compliance issues on Wall Street coming out and talking to you all, um, but. Like, it's, it's weird price action. Uh, for those of you saying the Fed is buying, actually, I believe the Fed isn't, hasn't bought yet really much in volume. They've just signaled that they will buy. This week will be very, very telling that the, um, because the Fed is going to actually come out and say stuff this week again. They've been in kind of a, a blackout period. Um, so if everyone thinks that don't fight the Fed, you know, the Fed could come out and say, like, we're, we're, we think something's amiss or something like that. Um, i don't I don't expect that. I think they'll continue their easing policies. Um, but I'm wondering what happens when stimulus checks run out, although look, if we don't see another spike in COVID cases, yeah, maybe it's a slow recovery from here, and maybe we reach all time highs and valuations just become like insanely high and they stay really high and we 're in this quote unquote new normal. But I just like I said I briefly talked about this last week. new normal um, new normal. Is a very feared phrase when you start hearing it because every single bubble in the past, every single one, has been littered with people saying, "Well, we're just in a new normal." I mean, these are these. You can read some of these fundamental, like legendary investors, like Howard Marks or all these other folks, uh, and and in retrospect, they were like, "Yeah, that's you can kind of tell when that bubble is when you hear about new normal." You know, I think you're hearing about a new normal. Don't fight the Fed. It's a new normal, new normal valuations, new normal, new normal. Like, again, I'm not saying, I'm not short in the market, right? I'm not going to fight the Fed, but I sure as hell am not going to chase FOMO. Um, So I'm going to update for my, a lot of ROIC members have been asking, I'm going to have more time this week. I'm going to update how I'm allocating. Like, yeah, I'm buying some thematic stocks, but I'm still... Mostly cash, and I'm not crying about missing some FOMO rally. Um, if if you're gonna be a FOMO chaser, just know you're gonna get burned one of these days. Because no matter what you think, like no one can uh, no one can predict the future. And if you think you can, then um, just be quiet about it and and become a billionaire trading yourself. That's what I would say. Um, and also, I will also say, someone out there in the world can predict the future in a way that they're not just that monkeys on the dart dartboard or monkeys typing hamlet i don't know how many of you know that one where it's basically like if you get it uh, if you get an infinite amount of monkeys in a room on typewriters one of them will type up hamlet or shakespeare play right it's just like statistics right it's the same statistics people use to to think that there are aliens out there um so there are if you believe that someone is like that and they're actually skilled at like predicting the future, like, I have my, like, they probably can't teach that to you, right? If it's probably like some intuition thing they have. Um, And for those of you saying I'm salty about Nicola, like, I mean, I mean, you really think I'm salty about Nicola? I don't, I don't lose sleep over Nicola. I do this, I make this content, honestly, and I started making this content. You can, you can see all my TikToks from way back when, right? The only reason why I do this in my spare time and don't sleep is because, I know that people are going to get really burned out there. Like maybe some of you out there like can play Nikola and know the hype and know when to get off. Like it, for those of you saying that, are you going to, are you going to sell tomorrow? Are you going to sell tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. I, I never pretended to know. So why would I play a game that I know I can't win? Um, I know that 90% plus of people who chase FOMO don't know how to play the game. They hold too long and they get burned and they buy more and more all the way up. And then the thing crashes and, um, people get hurt and people's 401ks get wiped out, guys. So, um, yeah, like, I just don't, why would you, I'm just trying to help people out there. So that's, I just want to say that. Um, cool. So for those of you on TikTok joining me, welcome. Uh, I have a YouTube live stream, uh, a lot of, you know, it's probably the easiest way over here. Uh, if you want to enter my two $20 raffles that I do every Monday, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, go to my YouTube link and find me on my live stream on YouTube. It's concurrent right here, and uh, my description in the in the on that live stream. There's always a link for that night to enter uh, the raffle. So, uh, how many people do we have yeah, today mm-hmm. so far? And as we keep growing as a show, guys, I'm gonna increase those raffles. I'm Just gonna go straight back to. you. I mean, it's my money, so <laughs> um, it's just fun to talk to you all uh yeah and i know you guys are a lot of you are talking about nickel like I, I i went on a rant and I, d- I think it deserves a rant today a little bit and we'll cut that out into a clip um feel- are you on the mic? yeah we have 103 so far oh 103 entrants. so you know you have a two percent chance of winning so far if i pick it right now pick both right now obviously um Cool. Okay, so uh, we are coming up on that 15-minute mark. I try to keep my market update and rants or lessons or whatever to, like, 15 minutes and then try to keep 45 minutes to Q&A. I'll, uh, and I pick the raffle winners randomly, so stick with us. I pick them randomly through the, through the episode. Um, awesome. So let's take some, uh, let's take some Q&A. Uh, yeah, I've been seeing C-O-T-Y, which is a – someone's asking about – who's that? Eugene on YouTube is asking about COTY. And um, let's see. What are they? Oh, you know, they're like the, uh, they do cosmetics, skin and body care. Uh, something about Brazilian has fragrance bl- brands like Calvin Klein, Marc Jacobs, Davidoff, Chloe, Beyonce. Do, do, you know, do, you, do you know anything about Coty? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, Nia's is a, definitely a, Nia's not. a we know way more about it. now. No. But she does not know anything about KOTI. They ripped up 22%. So something's weird about this market. I, I think everyone, there's this like retail investor flow in where everyone's on Robinhood and they're finding these like sexy names that are just like pumping up. It feels weird to me. Um, it feels weird to me. So, I mean, I have no, I have no view on KOTI. So, sorry. I, 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 like guys, when you, when you invest in a company, You're investing in part of a company's cash flows and profits, and everything else is gambling, right? Everything else is gambling. Um, Elon Musk does not trade Tesla stock. Elon Musk owns Tesla stock for literally a decade, okay? so, And similarly, like go back on the chart with Apple, go back on the chart with Google. When you find that capital compounder that you love, you find that trend, that thematic trend in the company that's banking in on that trend, um, you know, you hold that thing. You hold your winners and and you try to find that uh, You find that winner. And if, if you guys want to day trade Nikola or week trade Nikola, like that's more power to you. Just know when to get out. And for those of you that are up and are unsure, like if, if you're up double, like you might as well sell like what you had originally invested and um, and play with house money just mentally, so that you'll never be sad about it and you know, that kind of thing. Um, not me on YouTube is asking, how are you going to model out future discount rates? The risk-free rate at this point is so volatile that it seems to make forecasting costs of equities and costs of debts impossible. Thanks. That's a really great question, not me. I think that um, if anything, what a new normal, hey Southern boys, thank you, nice to see you again. Um, if anything, discount rates, are going to be permanently lower. So if we so if the Fed says we're going to keep um the fed funds rate at basically zero and they have implicitly emotionally at the very least backstopped corporate credit, that means the risk or the implied corporate credit premium yield premium to treasuries should be smaller going forward if there's some in, inherent government insurance to the, that credit um that means that you you'll have a lower absolute um return on corporate credit right and therefore your equity risk premium should also be lower because what else are you going to invest in for an absolute return right you invest in treasuries there's a zero absolute return might be negative mm-hmm. when you factor in inflation um Corporate credit's lower now and riskier, but also backstopped, so it's lower. So, anyway, all that to say, cost of equity should go down. Um, so, I know people who are familiar with discounted kind of cash flow modeling, um, right? Like a lot of folks learn in school, and I know a lot of you are in school, right? Um, You'll learn about how to calculate weighted average cost of capital like how to do the CAPM calculation to, to calculate uh, like your cost of equity. But in, in the field, you know, I remember hearing that like Seth Klarman at Baupost of, he wrote uh, Margin of Safety, kind of legendary value investor. He just slapped a 10% discount rate on everything. Um, or at least cost, it was either cost of equity or just whack, right? Um, I remember at a fund I worked for, we had a just, – we just slapped a, a rate on cost of equity, and we did levered free cash flow models, not unlevered free cash flow models, so we weren't worried about cost of debt. Uh, I'm going on a deep diatribe here. But anyway, yes, there is a case to be said that, that, that valuations on equity should be higher, thus the cost of equity discount rate should be lower going forward. I'm very wary of this phrase, new normal." Um, So that scares me, but logically, I can see higher valuations. But not like 25 to 30 times price to earnings on the S&P. Not 20 times EV to EBITDA on a crappy rental business. Um, I know a lot of you are asking about Hertz. Cool. So Sheepster is saying Nikola will hit 100. Um, It's interesting because a lot of people online like to – um, especially when people are opining about these stocks, right? Like y- you have a really good chance of being right, right? You just like stocks can go two ways, up or, up or down. Um, that's why I try to not play this like FOMO game with you guys. It's I just try to bring some voice of reason for some people out there who are like on the fence and want to really just, you know, like more 401k investors, more investors for the long-term. Those people who want to find that next Apple, that next Google, um, I mean – there are a lot of non-tech names, but we've been in the era of tech for a while. Um, you're buying a company. And if you want to trade around the company, go ahead. Um, so, uh, Steve, Stephen L. on YouTube is asking about uh, Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic. I've, I've seen a lot of people asking about Virgin Galactic. I don't know. I don't think, like, I feel like that's a great trend is, like, taking people out of space for fun. Um, when people... Don't even know if they're gonna go out, um, like side or go rent a car from Hertz or uh, go to a casino or go on a cruise line, right? So I, again, like yeah, maybe the super rich do it and it goes up. I just I just don't I, I don't have a good sense on that one. Um, Park is asking uh, on YouTube, was I you know able to look more into that five G theme? I haven't. Like I know five G is the next big thing. Um, I just don't, I haven't looked into it yet. I'm sorry. You know, we had to set up this whole area with Nia and, and, uh, like getting the row club, uh, kind of up to speed on a couple com. Uh, you know, I was very happy to, to, you know, have another, uh, a writer on there. And he's, he's amazing. He's already posting. Uh, he's, I think he's doing a bunch of content. Um, he's going to be posting either tonight or tomorrow about DraftKings. Um, he comes from like sports writing and his name's Justin two also so you can it's easier for you to remember um so yeah bringing a lot of value and then you know you guys know my pipeline right when i can get to it hopefully this week i can get to pen gaming um uh we're gonna do some beyond meat stuff me and i bought some beyond meat burgers we're gonna cook it up and see what we think and and see if we think that that's going to be the winner and i'll do evaluation on the stock at some point um and then you know on the roi connect group i know stick with me please um trying to do like excel modeling uh tutorials like valuation tutorials on there it'll be it'll be good just just give me some time only one guy and again i have a full-time job as a as a cfo um so uh let's see oh eugene's saying he's plant-based okay let's take a couple questions from from tiktok uh Cubic is asking, do I think Nikola is just another Project Faraday? I have to Google what Project Faraday is. Faraday. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, but what's coming up on Google about Project Faraday is that, uh, like, some research and design project radically to think about how science is taught in school. I don't really know what you mean by that. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be – I'm guys – If you stick with me on my YouTube channel, I'm basically I have a guest coming on this. It's scheduled for Friday, and then we'll post it hopefully over the weekend. Right? I mean, depending on how fast Nia can turn it around. Um, Interviewing a long-form Joe Rogan-style interview with a a a pretty experienced truck leasing guy who's been in the industry for a long, long time. He's worked at a a a similar type of product project that tried to do the same thing with. Oh, Southern Boys is, is clarifying Faraday was a total scam. I don't know if it's a total scam. I think they're being very optimistic. I think people, when they see that they have 10 billion in the bank or whatever, you know, multiple billion in the bank, they think that kind of money can do whatever they want. Like with that kind of money, I can totally create this market. But guess what? Where are you gonna get your where are you gonna get your uh hydrogen, right? Well, like there's a lot more to it. Where are you gonna get? um are you gonna get sheets in pennsylvania are you gonna get um loves truck stops to really really take your stuff up Uh, that's why i'm getting an expert on here he was trying to do the same thing with another technology and it was a big project multi-billion dollar project that didn't work out so he's gonna tell us his vision of like this is how they can succeed this is how they can't and um so just stick with me if if you're interested in a follow-up uh hopefully this weekend about the company nicola instead of the hype nicola um follow me on my uh on my YouTube channel, it's just Google a couple cents or just to no, um, and follow me. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, but again, like I don't know, it's so funny. Why did they name themselves after Nikola? Like it's just the the CEO is definitely a sales guy, right? Like they they he's being very optimistic at the very least. Um, let oh, we're twenty four minutes in. Let's see. Uh, let's take another question. Um, for those of you asking me my qualifications in finance and training, um, you're a master of light here on, on TikTok. And for those of you that are just joining me, it seems like uh, a lot, there are a lot of you just joining me. Um, so my name is Justin O. Uh, I went to college and graduated a year early in finance, uh, very much from an early age. I was probably a lot of your age, like early high school when the 08 crisis hit. Um, and I, you know. Look at me! I wanted to be a doctor. I like that—that was a good path to money. Thank you, Angela. Mia's um, laughing over there. And then I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This—this this financial crisis here. You're telling me these hedge fund people make this much money?" Um, so, like, young, right? A lot of the young, like, I was a young boy, and like, you know, in high school, I was like, "Okay." So, and I had really good grades, and obviously all that stuff. So, uh, applied to two two of the best undergraduate business schools. Went to Notre Dame. Chose Notre Dame early. Graduated there three years, finance. Um, and was going to double in econ. Um, And then went on Wall Street. I worked at, uh, at the time, I know a lot of people laugh because we're over a decade from when, or we're like a decade from when I was there. But at the time, Deutsche Bank Lev Finn was actually one of the top placing buy side. So that means like hedge fund and private equity fund placing groups on the street. So uh, went to Deutsche Bank Lev Finn, which is a, for those of you that don't know, it's like high yield corporate credit. So you really know bankruptcies like, deep value types of stuff, capital structure stuff. Um, So did that, went to a hedge fund, uh, you know, and, you know, went to a, and worked at Citadel. And then now I've been for over, for like three years now here uh, in Nashville, actually doing financial ops, being a CFO of a portfolio company, more private equity types of stuff. Um, uh, Sheepster, another great question is, irrational exuberance, will the Fed talk about it? Um, I think Jerome Powell, has been avoiding the insanity in the stock market and he's been just talking about uh he has just been talking about um like the economy getting the economy in shape and him backstopping stuff um there's a piece of me i know the fed is independent of the government and it's an independent agency but there's a piece of me that feels like this is an election year is not a coincidence. The fact that this is an election year, right? And the artificial market action and the fact that the Fed has never backstopped, let alone so early, corporate credit. I mean, what's next? Are they going to be buying stocks? Like, what is up with this? There's something weird about this. Um, So, yeah, maybe um, there's no such thing as risk-free rate rate going forward. Who knows? Um, Okay. Uh, yeah, so for those of you, Ches D on um, on YouTube is saying, J- JP, Jerome Powell only cares about the credit markets and the economy. Yeah, I don't think he's going to say anything about r- the irrational exuberance. That's the end of the answer. And I just think that they kind of like, like, those people are doing whatever they want to. I have no clue, but let's fix the economy. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. Guys, I think let's not uh, take our eye off the ball. Do you think that COVID will spike again? Some countries see it. Some countries are reopening without it. We're seeing an uptick in some states, but overall cases are fine because the Northeast is still locked down. But I, then I saw a front page Wall Street Journal article today about New York easing lockdowns. I don't know. Nia was just in New York City, right? Let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah, what's up? Um, like, when, when you we left, 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 which was, whoa, well, we, like we, five days ago. Yeah, I mean, what was it like over there? It was pretty terrible. Like, everything's boarded up and closed, and you have to wear a mask 24-7 if you're outside. That's just the normal way of life there right now. Gotcha. And then when you think, like, was there talk about reopening? Like, were people on subways and stuff? They were starting to reopen June 8th today, um, just phase one. So just, like, major, like, construction and marketing and stuff like that. But, um, but no, it's it's moving pretty slowly there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe it's overblown if they're opening up and stuff like that, but I mean, if they do open up, I don't know. Do you, do you think that there's going to be a massive second wave? Do you think we're going to go to war with China or cold war with China? Um, those are two things that'll shake any market regardless of stimulus. Um, other than that, maybe we stay at insane levels until we catch up in corporate earnings and COVID is just fine. We find a vaccine and earnings catch up over like two years and we just stay at some insanity. Oh, or maybe, maybe stocks drop right after uh, a re-election call me crazy call me crazy uh do we have any voicemail questions mm-hmm. awesome let's do some voicemail questions oh systematic is saying while you're doing that systematic is yeah. saying um he's in new york city phase one open today mm-hmm. and it's not slow and people are happy to be out of work i really don't know like I I have no, I'm not a communicable disease expert everyone like I don't know if COVID's gonna happen like what's gonna happen there um, and OBL asking about DBO if you if you want to hold uh, oil for a rebound eventual rebound of oil do DBO USO's dangerous okay let's go to voicemail questions
1: Great. Hey Justin this is David uh, question so when the government started uh, to out start allocating funding to start bailing out companies, if we look at a more generalized um, aspect of it, we could say commodities, transportation, and uh, tech e-commerce. What well, uh, priority are those funded in? As we're seeing hundreds to a thousand percent increases in tech two weeks ago, uh, oil now
0: and, um, you know, airlines and, and other transportation. Thank you. Yeah. So I think the crux of the question, thank you so much for the question, I called that in, um, was basically around um, seeing large increases in certain sectors, like very aggressive in- increases, and then it going to another sector like the following week. And then, you know, starting with tech stocks, we're at all-time highs on the NASDAQ 100 Um, Or then as that composite uh, we then going to like the recent rally has been cyclical stocks like cruise lines and airlines i think it's all that irrational exuberance right like everyone is out everyone is going to restaurants and seeing that like i am at a table like five feet away and i feel safe there are some people with masks on so i feel safe um that's That's a feeling, and that keeps people not selling, right? And the cyclical thing is, I think it's like part of the reopening, right? The cyclical wave was, oh, like everyone's going out now. It doesn't seem so scary, right? That doesn't mean valuations aren't still even more insane. Like, I think that, like, why is Hertz rallying when they're like probably going to be a wipeout on the equity? I don't know, right? Like, but it's super levered it's it's going, it's probably, it's, going through bank, it's probably going through bankruptcy proceedings and equity generally doesn't get um much value if anything on the on the other end so um yeah i mean like i just think that there's a lot of weird that's part of wh- why i feel that the market action recently has been so weird like where the sellers the moves have all been in the morning like the weird like the lack of intraday moves um it's very strange. It's very, very strange, and and I talked about this. What's going to shake the market? It's a flight to safety assets from risk assets. But we're on risk on. Everybody's. How are we valuing the stock market as if COVID never happened? There are deep scars to this economy. Every econ- ask any economist. How are cyclical stocks close to all time highs, and how are like how are. Um, how are tech stocks at all time highs? Like you kind of make that point to me a little bit more, like more people are going to be staying at home and more people are going to be playing video games and buying, like, I don't know, buying zoom. Everyone's going to be like zooming instead of being in person. That's a little bit more rational to me, but like, I just, it's, it's kind of throw your hands up in the air, but I'm not really, I'm not hurting. Like I'm just mostly in cash and like, I'm, I sleep well at night knowing if I miss an upswing, an irrational upswing, I'm happy with that. But knowing that I will also miss a potential, uh, you know, when the music stops kind of moment, I'm fine with that too. Because cash, I didn't fully agree with this, but um, I listened to an, another podcast, I forget the exact name, um, to Value Investors. And he was saying that cash is like a call option on any asset class. I don't necessarily agree with that that like analogy but um yeah like it allows you to like buy in whenever you want to and that's why i'm like cash i like you guys all know i like bitcoin i've held bitcoin for years um and you know if you're a gold guy like you're more old school like you like gold that's fine um yeah do we have another oh actually let's pick a let's pick a raffle winner for those of you on youtube uh, on tiktok to enter my raffle you go on my youtube stream and um And if the link is always in the description. I do two raffles a night for now, and they're just only keep... The raffles only keep growing as we grow together. Um, And we're going to pick the first one. So if you missed the first one, go on there to my YouTube live stream description and enter the raffle that way. So the first one. We have Obi. Obi. Obi won the raffle. First raffle, 20 bucks. Southern boys, you have been watching for a long time. If you haven't won already, like, I feel like I just... Are you a Roic member? I think you know. I see you on Ro- Roic. Maybe like we do. Oh, by the way, we do bigger raffles on uh, ROI Connect. By the way, last last month we had a two hundred dollar winner. This month it's two hundred and fifty dollars, I believe, for June, and then it's only going to go up the, the bigger our community gets. So thank you, uh, Angela. I really appreciate it. Or Angel, I can't see the rest of your name, but thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So Southern boys, hopefully you win one of the bigger ones. Right, the twenty dollar ones are great, but. Uh, the bigger ones on rock are nice. Um, oh, Varun, nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. Uh, Angela, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Do we have any more voicemail questions? We have five. Okay. Oh, we have five. Whew. Busy night. Busy night. Okay. Hi,
1: this is Alvin from Long Beach. wanted to
0: know, uh, what are your thoughts on Litecoin? Oh, easy. Done? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Someone called in, asked about Litecoin. And I've answered this, so I'm going to keep it this brief. I know I can go on rants sometimes. Litecoin is the silver to Bitcoin's gold. For those of you that don't know the protocol, Charlie Lee basically copied the open source uh, protocol on Bitcoin very early on. And just, I believe it was like, he like 50x the throughput speed. So it, it, like the transactions were much cheaper, but but there was an argument to be made that it was less uh, immutable. But at the end of the day, it's a cryptocurrency, a pure and simple. Bitcoin is a, right now, cryptocurrency, pure and simple. It's not acting like an internet 3.0 smart contracts platform. So when you compare Litecoin, you compare it to the king Bitcoin. It is the the, the I don't know, the duke to litecoin is the duke and bitcoin is the king it's similar to silver and gold part of what i said is if bitcoin is the internet's version of gold basically the first money ever and it's not great for like throughput but it's like just a great store of value um then uh then it's going to act like gold. And it's going to probably be, again, it doesn't have cash flows like a company or like a, a bond or a financial asset, but it has a store of value kind of thing. And gold has like a 7 to $9 trillion market cap. And if you could just get to a quarter of the size, which I don't understand why in the age of the internet going forward, why the internet gold can't be bigger than the OG gold. Um, but let's just say it only gets to a quarter of the size of gold. Bitcoin would be worth like 100,000 per Bitcoin. Um, I mean, that alone, like I can just bury it in my backyard, so to speak, in my hard wallets and, um, just be sleep happy about it. But if I'm betting on gold, I'm betting on the king gold. I don't want silver. I don't deal with silver coins because if you're just going to do silver, then why don't you just do gold? Just buy a little less gold. Um, so that's, that's why I say, so just like, if you're going to do Litecoin, I'd rather just spend that money on Bitcoin. Cool. Yeah. Another one. And for those of you asking about Nikola, I did a huge rant on the front end. I re- we repost these to uh, a couple cents podcast everywhere and uh, my YouTube channel. So go find me there. Okay, next one. Hey, Justin. Uh, with Nikola being the big news on
1: the day, I was just curious. Are you interested in shorting them or are you just completely staying away from Nikola? Thanks.
0: bye yep. Okay, so Nikola a lot of you are asking about shorting Nikola, and that's a great question right because you think like oh it's insanely valued um should you short it uh i'm not going to short it because a traditional short means that you're borrowing stock from your broker i mean like it's all very seamless but like essentially you're b- borrowing that stock from your broker you're selling it on that market and you owe that broker that stock later on right so when if that, if that stock rips up quadruples and becomes bigger than Tesla without having sold one truck, could happen, could happen. Um, the more people on Robinhood buying up and whatever, driving up the price, that's going to absolutely burn you on the upside. Um, I haven't looked at the price of the options. Uh, I would imagine the volatility is insane. So options, for those of you like, Thinking that you're so smart, like there's a lot of people out there like pretending that they're super smart by saying like, oh, I read Wall Street slash R slash Wall Street bets and puts at this because it's super technical or call options at this or or even maybe, oh, I did a long straddle. So whatever. So just don't be fooled because I know they're not valuing the options, right? Like inherent to the intrinsic value to an option is like something that won the Nobel Prize. And it was called the Black-Scholes model. Um, like part of that is the implied volatility. And how volatile is this stock? Well, it jumped two over 2x in a day. So it's extremely high. So when you're buying or selling puts or calls, or if you're, buying, if you're buying calls or puts, you're buying at a really high price of that option because the volatility is super high. So you can be right and it can fade down and you can still lose money it could fade down not in the expiration time and you can still lose money um, if you're going to use options. So I don't, I don't recommend it. Like it's like kind of don't fight the fed. Don't fight dumb retail money because they can just be, it can be irrational for a long time. Um, But again, like if you're just kind of like, Oh, I'm a, I like betting and I, it's fun for me and I'm not, I'm not playing like I'm not touching my, my 401k like that's all just kind of contributing into like ETFs. and you're like oh I just have like you know like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or I don't know whatever it is for you that you, it's kind of throwaway money that you would have otherwise spent in Vegas on a craps table then yeah like okay like maybe you just buy like some puts if you if you're gonna if you're gonna short it or you maybe you short it I would probably rather just buy some puts um but just know that it's pro- it's like you might lose everything and uh it can totally rip you on the upside I would probably rather lose everything on on the put options, off off the top of my head, than um, short the stock because if you short your up your downside is technically like unlimited, because you owe you still you always will still owe the broker that stock back and then you have to buy it back in the market. Anyway, whatever. Um, guys, ask me about VTIQ now. It's Nikola. It's NKLA now. So that's what we're talking about. Um, and for those of you saying it's going to go to 100, I mean. For those of you asking, if you're very serious about putting, like, your hard-earned money to it, and it's not just, like, that throwaway money, and you're asking about, you know, and your friend says it's going to 100 just ask him why. Like, why do you think that? And then all they can really say is hype, right? That's the only reason why you can say that. that. That sure as heck not saying valuation. Nikola's not going up because it's an undervalued stock. Because it's a revenueless, productless, distributionless, uh, less company should be worth more than Chipotle, where I love getting burritos from. Like, it's not. It's not going to go up because of that reason. It's going to go up because of, it's like this hot game of hot potato, this uh, hype game where more and more investors come out and buy, buy, buy until they don't and then it goes sell, sell, sell. And so you just have to know when to get out. You just have to know when to get out. So um, ask your friend who says that, well, if, you, if you think it's gonna go over 100, why? If you can answer that intelligently, I mean, maybe listen to their advice. I don't know what, what intelligent answer you can give me why it'll go up, other than it's just more uninformed people are gonna buy the stock, right? So if you say it's gonna go up because more uninformed people are gonna buy the stock, okay, well. When are they going to stop buying stock? Well, you don't know. Like you just don't know. So, and again, if you have three hundred percent gains from Nikola and you sell tomorrow morning, like why are you going to cry about making a bunch of money? Like it's just you're being greedy at that point. You made three x your money. Take your money and go. It's like the same thing as the Vegas slot slot machine or, or craps table. It's like people lose money because they stay at the table too long. Just remember that. Okay. Um, uh, let's do, um, yeah, more, more voicemail mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, let's do some more. Sorry, I know hey, you do to... here. I really uh, wanted to thank you for taking the time to. It wasn't really
1: a question. You heard me and how did you. move on.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling.
1: So I'm very interested uh, in what you're talking about with uh, the inflow of retail investors and robin hood and I really think there might be something too. The fact that there's been everybody's been at home, and there's a lot of new people getting into trading, and robin Robinhood's so easy, and with uh, how quickly information spreads about sexy stocks, like through TikTok now, and uh, and through Twitter and other social media platforms. I think that's definitely occurring with Nikola and it might be occurring across the board, but that also could be a long track in theory. What
0: are your thoughts? So, yeah, if I understand the question correctly, it was about uh, how TikTok is driving up these hyped up stocks um, and how like uh, like Twitter and TikTok, like, I mean, I'm like, guys, if you guys are on our ROI connect portal, Austin Hankwitz, who finds these really good investments? He's on the portal and he's posting. So, like again, like I'm good friends with Austin, and very randomly coincidence, he's actually in Nashville too, um, and he's really good at finding those like next like kind of hot stocks. He might be reading like a bunch of stuff that I just don't have time. Sometimes I don't have the time for, and I'm again, I'm sometimes it works against me that I don't love the hype. I love like companies. Um, so like come join us on the ROI Connect portal if you're interested in talking to Austin and me. And it's again, it's really hard for me to get on my social DMs, but I try to answer within the week my DMs on ROI Connect. Um, so yeah, Austin's great. Like he's sharp, he finds really great opportunities. But then like he he video he did his video on on VTIQ Nicola back when it was like 13 or 10 to 15 bucks a share. And and that video got like four million views, or some. He's like, he's the king at the TikTok algorithm, or like he maybe just, it's just his content's amazing. Um, all those people are definitely driving up this crappy pre-revenue company with a sales pitch guy as a CEO. Like I, I'm gonna do, like guys, for, for those of you new, come join me on my YouTube channel. Subscribe, please over this weekend hopefully if if our interview goes uh along as scheduled i'm going to have a real truck leasing guy come out and talk about the tech talk about the market what it would take for them to succeed how hard it is to succeed how's it going how do they convince uh like gas stations to like cu- carry um hydrogen fuel like that kind of stuff but like yeah pr- before that I-, I just think that there's a lot Of retail money sitting at home with their stimulus checks like people are making i saw a mind-boggling statistic u.s household savings have increased through covid hey kate thank you so much for watching i really just appreciate you here so of course anytime um it's insane through stimulus checks and the fact that people aren't going out and saving or spending money on restaurants and leisure, U.S. household—the last I saw on that one article—U.S. household savings have like increased through this period, and so one would assume with all the crazy numbers that Robinhood account numbers are are kind of like pumping up. Like you see Robinhood's account openings, mind-blowing. Just a bunch of people who know nothing about stocks getting into the stock market because Mr. Government's giving me a check for, like, $1,200, and I'm not going out and eating, and, like, it's, I make more money from my, my, like, stimulus checks, and why do I need to go back to work and make less money? Like, there's a lot of really, really artificial and scary incentives out there right now. And of course they like, they see something on TikTok and TikTok's blowing up too. Guys, TikTok wasn't as big like January, like COVID really happened. And like TikTok has been bl- blown up and they see this like multi-million view video of like buy this stock and they know nothing about cash flows. They know nothing about EBITDA. They know nothing about even what is an LLC or like, I'm trying to teach a lot of, a lot of you that, um, and they buy it in their Robin account. I mean, it's not crazy to like Vanguard Funds is not buying VTIQ in bulk, right? It's a bunch of retail investors and that should scare you because that then you know you know, that this is a game of hot potato and this is a game of musical chairs or house of cards. Like just it, there's a lot of analogies that aren't perfect, but it's just make sure you're not left holding the bag and the people who make money in Vegas are the or leave Vegas with money and are the ones who leave the blackjack or the poker or the, I mean, not poker, the blackjack or the craps table when they're up. So if you're up, don't ever cry about, don't cry about lost gains in the future. Just take your winnings and go. Let's do, uh, let's do, oh, actually, let's pick a second raffle winner. So, oh, actually, I mean, I'm going to give you guys on TikTok one more chance to enter the raffle. How, um, Two more voicemails. So uh, in order to uh, in order to enter my raffle, please come on to my YouTube channel right now. You can find me through that link. Um, follow me there. Follow, subscribe to my channel. Really appreciate it. I try to do all this content in my spare time for you all. Um, and find the concurrent live stream on YouTube and press the raffle description in the link. Or there's a link in the description for the raffle, and you enter that, and I'll, I'll pick the the second winner for twenty bucks. I, I, you can ask anyone. I have a lot of people who come on. It's awesome to talk to you all the time, and um, you know I Venmo them within the hour afterwards. So uh, that's nice. So for those of you on TikTok, go do that if you want to win twenty bucks or have a chance to win. So, but let's do that. The, the last two voicemail questions. I actually got a third one
1: as well, but okay. just do this. Hey Justin, uh, this is Sunil. I'm part of the premium group. I have a question for you. So I own the stock Nikola. I bought it at a very low price and I'm up substantially. Now a few of me and my friends have been talking about the warrants. It seems that the warrants on Nikola are now $50 cheaper when converted into stock. Uh, I have a couple of questions uh, about this. Would it be wise to sell the stock? right now at this lofty value uh, and use the same money to buy into warrants Uh, the question would be uh when could i exercise the warrants into stock how quick is that uh and uh based on what the warrant price is it's i believe somewhere close to 27 28 dollars so if i do exercise those warrants what would i pay just an extra 11.50 that would bring my cost down on that stock to 40 42 bucks whatever that may work out to be. Uh, let me know if uh, uh, that is exactly what you're thinking and you know that's a fair assumption to make. Uh,
0: thank you. So asking about the fact that Nicola Warrens are trading at 28 bucks so NKLAw is trading at 28 bucks a share. And Nikola the stock is trading at let me Google this after market uh, eighty nine bucks a share. That's insane, guys. Um, yeah, so yeah. Um, okay, so I mean sixty bucks less. Uh, that's insane. Um, like I, I just need to take it some time to like. Okay, so. Uh, I would say, let's see, documents. I believe the strike price was like fifteen or something. So they should technically be trading at fifteen to twenty less. Yeah, maybe that's an arbitrage opportunity, guys. Um, I have to double check. I don't want to say anything out- offhand. But if I remember correctly, and if you guys just hold on for me, because this is really important, because this is an insane arbitrage opportunity, if, or at least it's an idea. All right, hold on. Search. I'm gonna search documents. Document search. My computer is being slow. Uh, warrants. No, actually, I have it in my analysis here. Um, so the warrants, Just apologies for the silence. Um, for those of you, I'm, I'll explain. Um, okay, so 1150. So, the, yeah, so the warrants are struck at 1150 a share. Wow, that's so interesting. Thank you for the call. Um, and, and the warrants, NKLAW, is trading at 28 bucks. Or sorry, 28 bucks after hours. And Nikola NKLA, which is one share, one warrant, is trading at 89 bucks. So $60 difference. But if you buy the warrant for 28 bucks, you have the ability to basically purchase a share of NKLA for 11.50 so essentially they those warrants off the top of my head but there's obviously options pricing and like black scholes stuff with volatility here but they should be trading at like 10 to 20 bucks cheaper than the actual company so if you have the ability If you wanted to play this, it seems pretty interesting, actually. You would buy NKLAW, and you would sell NKLA, and you don't really care what the stock does, but you just know that those two things will converge. Does that make sense? So they both can crash, or they both can keep ripping, but you know that the value of the warrants should be... More or closer to NKLA. So NKLAW should be closer to NKLA. My issue with what you had basically uh suggested was um that oh wow, so Poopa De Plug, nice username, that's pretty awesome. Said that NKLAW is not on Robinhood. We have just been talking about what is driving up this stock. And if NKLAW is not ripping in the same manner as it should be in fair value in tandem with NKLA because it's not listed on Robinhood, come on, guys, use your deductive reasoning. That means that Robinhood investors are just pumping up NKLA, and that's the reason for it, right? And it's not on Weeble, right? But... So that's the reason why NKLAW isn't ripping with NKLA. But so, so, by deductive reasoning, one would assume why are we seeing NKLA just rip? Because of unsophisticated retail investors on Robinhood and Webull. So, anyway, if you want to arbitrage this and you have access to a better, or like you have access to buying NKLAW and shorting or selling NKLA. Go do that if you want to. Again, this is still very risky. You're playing with fire here, but I am much more attracted to that. The only issue with selling all your NKLA NKLA and buying NKLAW is that if NKLA crashes, NKLAW can crash as well and you're still losing money, right? The only way to arbitrage this right is that you're shorting in equal amounts with implied volatility and stuff. You're shorting NKLA and you're buying NKLAW and you really don't care if they go, if retail investors push it up more or they sell it more, you just hope that they converge, okay? Um, okay, so Zachary is saying NKLA is on Robinhood. Are, are they buy, is it buyable? but Ari is saying it's not buyable. So that's really interesting. That's super, super interesting. Thank you so much for the call. We're just gonna end it there. Like, that's amazing. And we have two minutes left. Um Nk okay so Craig on on TikTok is saying NKLAW is watchable but not buyable on Robinhood. Look, I would bet I don't know not in my hand but I would bet I would bet some money on the fact that look we've been talking about the irrationality of retail investors sitting at home who know nothing about corporate or security analysis buying up stock. If you are comfortable investing your hard-earned retirement money in that stuff like godspeed um if you're talking about betting and play money because it's fun and you like stocks yeah let's talk about that okay like that's fun like to me that's a fun trade right there we all know and nicola is insanely overvalued i'm not saying i'm not saying like right i'm not really saying that it's not gonna go up or down i just it's insanely overvalued but the warrant should trade much closer than the equity so What we call in finance, that's what we call arbitrage opportunity. And they're super rare. So that's pretty rare. That's super interesting. Maybe I'll be pulling a late night tonight. Um, Cool. Uh, Let's pick our last winner. It's 9 p.m. Hour flies by. Thank you so much for joining me. We have one more winner, 20 bucks. Um, I do this every Monday, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we post it up live or we post up the live to the YouTube account. Um, Just search a couple cents or just to know on youtube and we strip the audio and post to the podcast a couple cents um and nick d uh, i'm not really a hater of anything like i just i just know my stuff and i talk about it Uh, we have antonio in canada antonio in canada who's the first winner? um ob ob from us i believe so yeah Obi, yes, and Obi and Antonio, Antonio from Canada won twenty bucks today. Um, so, uh, and for those of you asking about NKLAW, I did a two long two part YouTube series. I know I wasn't very well done, so don't complain about it. Um, it'll get better now that is here. Um, I explained the difference between the warrants and the equity, and if the warrants are struck at eleven fifty, they should trade much closer to eleven fifty dollars from each other. I don't. I don't have time to. Uh, we're we're up on time. So, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. Please join me again on Thursday. Oh, I actually have a big announcement um, for Thursday. I have a really great guest, hopefully tentatively scheduled for a long session on Thursday. So we'll do much less Q and A on Thursday. But um, he's a you know a good friend of mine. He you know went to an Ivy League school, went through the whole Wall Street uh, gauntlet, and he uh, also bought his own business. Um, for those of you out there who like private equity, so going to do a long form interview with him. Um, most like again, wide screen's probably better. We'll do it on Zoom and straight to YouTube, but I'll try to point this vertical screen to him. Um, but please join me there Thursday. It'll probably be somewhere between that, like 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Long form. We'll talk about everything, meaning him, him buying, him doing private equity, him, our experiences in investment banking, just. We have a bunch we could talk about. So, I mean, he's going through a bunch of like PPE, PPP stuff and stuff like that. So, I really, really appreciate you all being here again. You know, as we grow as a community, uh, love all the healthy dialogue. And, and sorry, I can't get to um, everyone's questions. But um, feel if you if you really want more access to me, uh, the best way to do it is to join us on a uh on the ROI Connect group. It just it helps me kind of keep this going and also we have a great like small community on there that are really investors and you know bringing in a lot of we have a full like full-time writer writing um wall street journal analysis on there and and just just way more stuff and i'm going to be posting educational stuff over time like how to do your own discounted cash flow models and stuff like that so again that's going to be the best portable if you want but uh, best portal to get kind of more but again i you know we do this monday thursdays and my YouTube is free and, you, you know, I'm just going to keep it coming. So I really appreciate your time. And, like, I know your time is valuable and everyone's time is valuable. So I really appreciate it. So until Thursday, uh, just take care and, be again, be safe. We don't know if COVID is going to come back or not. So thanks, everyone.